0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry With The Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek, and I have the biggest diva on the podcast with me today. The hardest guest for me to track down. One, Mr. John Florence. Say hello to the fans.
1: Oh, hello, fans. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't that tough to track me down.
0: No, I'm going to tell everyone. We're starting with the story. (laughs) So I told my dad back in January when I was like... Okay, the podcast is the 2021 goal. And I was like, you know, it'd be so fun to have you on. And you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, you know, obviously, yeah, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, so then I'm like, okay, well, I moved out and we we're like, okay, when are we going to do this? And then, you know, thank you for welcoming me back into your home. <laughs> um, and then I was like, okay, well, this should be so easy to have you on and for us to pick a day we literally live in the same house, but it wasn't because I came to him and I was like, hey, I'm thinking of having you on next week. He's like, whoa, that's not enough time for me to prepare. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me? I said, okay, well, then I have, I think I had um, Natalie on and I was like, I'll have you on the week after. And mm-hmm. you're like, okay, okay, okay. So I give you two weeks. Two weeks. Then yep. I come in and I'm like, okay, so... You know, I'm gonna have you on this week, and I go on. You know, I just don't know. Monday's not gonna work for me. Maybe Tuesday at 8 p.m. And for the fans in the background, I the podcast comes out Wednesdays at like 9 a.m. <laughs> so this guy wants me to record at 8 p.m. on a Tuesday, stay up all night, and record. Then he wanted me to screen my questions. Why? Well, <laughs> 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 Which I did, but now I kinda wanna throw some randoms in here. I don't know. I'm just saying that I would have thought that getting my roommate on the podcast with me would have been a very easy situation and it was quite the journey.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm here. <laughs> yeah, <wait.
0: laughs> yeah, I'm surprised sorry, your manager didn't give me your writer, so I didn't I didn't have any snacks for you today.
1: Yeah. There's no red M&Ms or anything. I mean, no. I had demands and they weren't meant.
0: <laughs> I know. The momager in, is in the living room, so I'm sure I'm going to have to hear about it later. <laughs> well, well I'm, I'm excited to have you on.
1: I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to do this. i looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, you know. As a big fan
0: think. of the podcast. Oh, I'm, a
1: huge, I'm a huge fan of podcasts. I, um, there are some shows that I've skipped. Uh, and fair. Uh, and um, there are some times when I've been driving down the freeway listening to it going, oh my God, is that my daughter just said that? And um, <laughs> I apologize and, uh, in advance. You know, and I, I've learned how to hit the 30 second forward button on the podcast very quick. We do,
0: <laughs> I did learn from the last episode with Eloy that maybe it's important for me not to end my bad statement with oh shit. I hope my dad doesn't listen to this part. So I think we're going to just start having parameters or before I say something that you shouldn't hear, I'll let you know to skip.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> what um do you have a favorite episode?
1: Oh man. Favorite... I didn't put
0: this on a screening
1: questions. No, you didn't put this on the screening questions. Um I think uh, I I really like the Morgan episode. The
0: Morgan uh, episode is uh, is I, good. I, I like yeah. Morgan,
1: and um and I I have to shout out to my man Eloy. <laughs> I, I, I um you know Eloy is just just so fun to listen to on the radio and well on the podcast. Yes, but um on the radio even so I I was very happy to listen to Eloy and 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 just. You know, all the stories back Eloy. and It goes back to, you know, his family and all that kind of stuff and, and George yeah. and knowing him. So Eloy was probably um, my favorite.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> very fair. That's very fair. Just <laughs> since you brought that up, just a little sl- tease to slip it in there. Eloy does have his, his own podcast did launch. It's called Actually, It's a Bop. And it's very good. It's on Spotify. So for my, um, you know, you know, we we hype each other up. You know, I was
1: just thinking, you know, Eloy could just leave a message on my phone. He this, probably could for this whole show, and I wouldn't yeah. have to do Spotify. <laughs> so I, we can definitely ask him if yeah. he'll
0: just do, you know, your own personal voicemail podcast. Yes. <laughs>
1: And I can message him back with disagreements on his song.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you're also, you know, um, a big Twitter guy. I feel like that's, um, that's I, something people might not know about you.
1: I enjoy Twitter. I do not tweet as much as everybody else, but I enjoy reading tweets. I enjoy retweeting. Yes. And um, um, I'm just always amazed at what some people have to say and what's going on. So right. I, I, do, I do enjoy my Twitter.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know that because many when the when you follow friends, you became their you know their number one fan, much like uh, Aaron Collins, you yes. know Eloy. So you know, the, I I just love when when someone talks about your your Twitter. So I guess if you. We save this for the end of the show usually, but, you know, if you want to follow my dad on, on Twitter, John Florence 61
1: It's not worth the follow, but, hey, please.
0: Hey, you throw a couple retweets in every now and again, and it's yeah, good yeah, stuff, yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, maybe I can get to double digits after this.
0: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, I feel like you actually should be pretty good at Twitter because one of the things that shocks my friends most about you when I tell them about you is that you actually were, like, public speaker like this big badass (laughs) traveling around talking about deca so like you know what was that what was that like and you know you didn't you know Uh, where where to go
1: i kind of i think you got to go i think we got to go back to the beginning Mm -hmm. to see how that evolved and um so let me take you back yeah please (laughs) do this is your podcast now so please um, (laughs) so when i graduated from high school I really didn't know what I was going to do. Um, mm-hmm. My ne- our next door neighbor or our neighbor right down the street, anyhow, was an army recruiter. This could and, have been a completely and, different story. Yeah, yeah, and he um, <laughs> he he had me convinced that I should join the army. Right. And uh, which I think he was just trying to make a quota. Of course, of course. This was '78, and Vietnam War just ended. Five, four, four or five years before that, people weren't oh running to join the military, <laughs> and so I know he was on "Well," but he kept on me and, and That's stuff so like that. So long ago, and so yes. <laughs> so anyhow, um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, and then I would went on to San Jose City College campus and ran into one of the football coaches mm-hmm. and got talking to him, and he said, um, Didn't you, you played ball at YB, right?" And I said, "Yes, I did." And he goes. Well, why, you going to come to school here? I go. Well, I think about it. He goes well. Sign up. Come out and play. Come out and join mm-hmm. us. And I thought, wow, I can continue playing football. Yeah. And so I went to San Jose City College. My neighbor across the street, this crazy guy named Jerry, um, who was an ex military man. Also, he was mm-hmm. in the navy. Jerry. I was talking to Jerry just before school semester started, and um, I was telling Jerry, yeah, I'm going to go to San Jose City College. I'm not going to join the military. I'm um, You know, and he goes, oh, what are you going to take? Well, I don't know. I said, right now I'm just signing up for the classes that the football guy told me to take. Right, right. right. You know, Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they said, take these classes and you'll pass. And so that's what I did. And uh, he said, no, no, you got to take the marketing program. You got to be in the marketing club. You got to be marketing, marketing, marketing. That's what you got to do. I said, okay, you know, and and every day that he would see me, he said, are are you going to marketing class yet? I said, no, Jerry, I still haven't finished what I was doing before. So the semester ended, football season ended, and the signed up for the next semester. I thought, okay, there was one marketing class. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, let me take this and find out what's happening. And so I took the marketing class, and um, the teacher constantly talked about this marketing club, DECA program, marketing club, mm-hmm. DECA program, a little bit about what we were learning, the marketing program, DECA. It was all about the marketing program. Um, I, I listened for the first semester, didn't really go, and then the... Uh, um, second semester after the football season finished, um, there was a change. I had to go to work for my father. Mm-hmm. He, needed, he needed a lot of help with his company. And so I started going to school at night.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: at night, um, there was a bigger push for the marketing program because the marketing club met on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Okay. And so sounds a
0: little culty, but okay. Yeah. It, well. Okay. Very <laughs> yeah. I get but, it. I get it. So I joined the
1: program and really enjoyed the program. And when I entered San Jose City College, um, if you ever talk to my family, they'll tell you that I, I was very shy. Never talked to anybody. Yeah. I didn't have anything to say. So um, I joined the marketing program. I get involved in the marketing club. I wor- which is a DECA organization. I worked myself up through the presidents of this local chapter. Mm-hmm. Then there's a state chapter, and I became president of the state chapter. And then the next thing is the national organization, which I was lucky enough be- to be elected the Western Region VP. Flex. Of um, DECA, <laughs> Junior Collegiate DECA, they called it. Um, and so I got to go back to Washington, D.C., and learn... About the DECA program, what the whole thing was about and everything. And also, we were taught about public speaking. I became, yeah. We worked with the Toastmasters organization. And we worked with the... Um, that
0: still exists, by the way.
1: Yes, it does. Um, <laughs> and we worked with the... Uh, man, it's skipping my... my Tip of my tongue. But um, anyhow, another organization that's pretty famous. You're right. About, yeah. about being public speakers. The greatest thing about... Um, the, that that deck of the program was, went back. We had a whole half a day seminar on handle, handle groupies.
0: Wait, what?
1: Handle, handle groupies. Because, and <laughs> I, I can get into that, I'll get into this a little bit later. Is <laughs>
0: like mom?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but what happens is when you are, there's five national officers for an organization with. Twenty thousand students involved, okay. right? And there's na- there's these different conferences you go to, and everybody wants to talk to the national office, or they want to get up and speak to them, and grab them, or touch them, or anything like that. So we what? were taught we were taught how to um, avoid this and stuff. And I'll get more into that later if you like.
0: Okay, so kind of this is the funniest <laughs> I've ever
1: heard. So, so anyhow, for
0: reference, just to bring it back in case people missed it, this is a college club that's teach that has groupies
1: I mean, if you went up. No, I get it. I'm you know, just saying, you know, like, perspective-wise. Okay. Well, so yeah, you've had,
0: but it's also important that people know that you had groupies that you had to <laughs> wore off because yes. I'm a little nervous. They're going to come. Do you think they're loyal? Is this going to bring up the <laughs> no, listeners? No. Am I going to have people knocking at the door, being like, no. "Whoa, John Florin? I'm, no, no, I'm well, sorry, could, what
1: podcast?" That, um, there will be a there will be another segment that explains that. Hang on. <laughs> Um, so anyhow, what we what we did was we, as a national officer, we traveled around. Uh, I was in charge of the Western United States. Okay. So I traveled around the Western United States speaking to college students and high school students mm-hmm. about what the DECA program was, what um, free enterprise was, what... Uh, Being a, actually, you know, being a young Republican at the time because 1980-ish, Ronald Reagan was just coming into office and stuff like that and to be be part of this organization, which was heavily geared towards um, young Republicans, Mm -hmm. um, just the type of thing that they, what their classes they taught and stuff like that. Um, So, you know, it was cool to be a young Republican at that time. Right. You know, so... So, yeah, I traveled around the Western United States speaking to groups. And, and um, I would speak to classrooms of 30 people. I would speak to um, meetings of 100 people. I spoke to meetings of 1,000 people. Um, and then um, topped it off with um, a couple speaking engagements in front of 5,000 people. Wow. Um, so I did a lot of that. And, and it basically was a simple message about um, how to pick yourself up, keep yourself going when you've been knocked down and that type of thing. Oh, so that and a makes a lot of sense pro-
0: now.
1: Well, a lot of people have been through. Uh, one other thing, when the program finished, uh, well, no, when I was still in the program and I was back, I was living at home with my parents the Neighbor, I told you about across the street that kept yeah. bugging me about hey, you know, take the marketing program, take the marketing. Crazy yeah. Jerry. Well, Crazy Jerry um, worked for the mayor of San Jose, he was basically mm. the mayor's gopher and he would mm. travel all around doing this kind of stuff. And Jerry knew exactly what I was involved with, right? And so, many times, probably I can think of five times, there's a at the door. And I open the door, and Jay says, "Grab your grab your blazer, put a tie on, and let's go." I'm like, "My mom's looking at what?" He <laughs> said, "Okay, Jerry." He goes, "You're driving." And Jerry always had problems, so he couldn't drive. <laughs> so, and he would take me to uh, these political events where there would be someone running for city council or mm-hmm. you know, state assembly or something, and they needed opening acts. They needed people to go in and speak to the crowd to get them kind of, you know, pumped up or just, you
0: know,
1: know, help them drink their beer or wine or whatever while waiting for the main act to get there. And so I would go and I would speak for five, ten minutes about the DECA program that I was involved in and... The different things that I'd been doing, and how I got to that position, and what it was like to run a campaign, and what it was like to go around speaking to people. Anyhow, so that was um, that. That was part of the whole public speaking thing. And um, I mean, we can go back to the groupie deal if
0: you want. No, I do. I do. Well, okay. I know she's gonna hate me for this, but what makes this so funny for people who don't know is that you and Mom met in this club because you were speaking and mom thought you were hot so 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 basically
1: okay. she
0: is one of the groupies so the training didn't work on you because you married no, a
1: groupie no well <laughs> you, you, you got part of the story so <laughs> that's so, my
0: favorite part so that's <laughs> the reason i got that part down
1: so when i came back from I, I left and moved to virginia for a while um, trying to pursue my dream of mo- of being in politics and realized that um that wasn't going to happen. I was <laughs> so, actually going to ask that like just so as a many... side
0: one if you were studying politics why did you decide not to pursue that?
1: Well, I did, but I found I didn't have a four-year degree. And oh, okay. so I needed to go back to school and the contacts that I had made, you know, this goes back to kind of like, you know, where you could feel like a celebrity that you know, or maybe an athlete more when you're an athlete, when all of a sudden you you're not the main attraction anymore. Right, you're not known anymore. And so right. when I was done with my Decca experience, I'm no yeah. longer a VP, moved back to DC, contacted all these people that I knew that you know had you know, hey, if I called them, you know, two years before, they'd be, hey, come on down, come, right. come speak to our group, come do this. Call them and I said, oh, we're a little busy. Let me see what we can do. We'll check our calendar, get back, and I found oh, out. Oh no,
0: you are a has been. Yeah. Oh man. Quickly,
1: quickly within Damn. a year. I mean, that's. You know that's why I, you know I can empathize with some on a very small scale now. <laughs> shit, now I'm not you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not the guy that was a background senior Kanye that had his life up there for a while and right, it, right. right. Down, so I'm you know it was on a very small scale, but so anyhow, when I moved back, um, I I kind of stayed away from the San Jose City College marketing program f- while I, when I first moved back because I was. I mean, I was bummed. I was pretty yeah. pretty bummed out because you know what I wanted to do. I felt you know like almost like a failure, and came back and then had some other issues. And I decided one night to go to a San Jose City College Marketing Club meeting. Mm-hmm. Thought I'd go back, right. Kindle the roots, see if I you know get a spark or something. Yeah. And so while I was there, um, one of the guys who was. At the program at the club at that point was an uh, was an officer with the state of California. Uh-huh. He says we're having this big um, conference down in Oxnard, California. Would you would you speak at it? Mm-hmm. You know, come in and tell them your story and what's going on with you and all this kind of stuff. You know, and a little motivational bit. And I said, sure, so I went down there <laughs> and um, <laughs> to be the speaker, right? Yeah, and so. Um, now we'll kind of get back to the groupy thing. So I go down there, I do my speech and all this kind of stuff, you know, and, you know, I get a decent response, you know, I'm doing okay, Right, right, enjoy, right. you know, and um, get done and, you know, go back, you know, um, you know, a little waiting reception type thing. Right, you know, come right. Come up, thank you, and like, hey, oh God, how you, you know, and, and your mom yeah. comes up and, you know, comes Striking, to talk. Striking, by the way. Mom's, <laughs> mom's hot, so I get <laughs> comes, it. Well, no, comes to talk to me and I just blow her off. Because my training oh from my the other God. side was, hey, quick eye contact, maybe a handshake, move. Quick eye contact, maybe a handshake, move. You
0: are you such a D-bag. Don't
1: don't stick around for <gasps> Before you could be a D-bag. Well, I mean, this was, was the training I had. No, I get it, but I, I mean, can't, so,
0: wow, you so got the lucky. Train,
1: the train was hit, move, go. You know? Yeah, right. And and just keep moving and, and stuff like that. So the first time your mom talked to me, I basically blew her off. Yeah so right. You know, and then there was a little thing dinner dance thing afterwards and again I blowed her off because
0: you are so mean I it wasn't I didn't know that. Okay, I'm just saying cuz you so, got so lucky that she did you basically did the equivalent of 2020 ghosting. You 20 you ghosted did, her back in the day. I, I, that is the equivalent.
1: Well, I don't know what ghosting means.
0: So That's because you skip thirty minutes, thirty seconds when I'm talking about dating. If you just power through, you would know the terms.
1: I would be in on it, but no, no. It was, um, you know, it was what I was taught, way I was trained. Um, because now I didn't know your mom from anybody right. else, so I didn't know if she's. You know, a right. groupie or you know a killer. <laughs> yeah. or, you know, yes. you know. something, you know, I, I have no idea. And then, then I got to meet your mom when we got back. We talked. When I went to another club meeting, she was the president of the club and asked me to speak. And so
0: she actually she was the president at the time, and you were just a husband. So technically, well, you could have been her groupie. You're lucky she gave uh, you the time yeah, of day.
1: But but I, but I did. You know, I got. A feeling I mean I mean it was incredible to speak in front of 5,000 people and right and, and I spoke in the Houston Astrodome in front of 5,000 people and I spoke in spoke to a group in New York City about 5,000 people and I mean you really get this feeling of what it's like to be a, um, a superstar you know right of, I mean if I I can give you the buildup if you one yeah uh, you got the lights are low 5,000 people out there and um, this Neil at the time there was this Neil diamond song mm-hmm. called coming to America and it's got this build up on it right and so as it's playing the um you know the crowd's getting excited the crowd's getting amped and all this stuff and then like I walk out on stage and then the lights hit me and the flace goes freaking wild Right. What? Yes, the place is going freaking wild. The kids. Oh my god! Yeah, no idea was, how popular you were. This, I mean, this is five thousand high school students. They're just pumped up, mainly for being away from home. No, no wonder you had
0: groupie <laughs> training. You're right. Speaking to a bunch of kids.
1: Well, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so anyhow, you go. You, you know, this is happening. The music's playing. It's getting loud. The lights are coming. It's going all over the place. The people are going crazy, right? And you're just sitting there. and You're like totally. Pumped up like you oh, can't right. believe. Right? Yeah. And then, then from that, you got to <sighs> mellow down because now you got to give, uh, you have to read the um, proclamation for the Deca. Deca has this little four stanza thing that you got to read to people. Do you got to
0: memorize still?
1: Um, no, I don't memorize anything. Everything's always written down. I have it down on something. Oh my God, <laughs>
0: Diva.
1: I'm not These make guys, a like,
0: um, I'm sorry, where's my teleprompter? I'm not <laughs> quite sure. <laughs> where's the have... guy holding up in the back? <laughs>
1: We we didn't, didn't have, have tele- teleprompters didn't in have, your day? Well, they had them, but we used, you know, we had the desk or the the podium and the thing was on there. So you can, because, you know, the lights in your eyes, things going crazy. You're gonna, yeah, you're, I get it. You're, you're a superstar, Kanye. Well, <laughs> well, the thing was, weird. so we have five people that are national officers. Um, the original thing was that there was one president, four VPs, and there's four stanzas to this thing. In the past, they've always, you know... Central VP read one stanza, Northern VP uh-huh. and Western, you know, and the other three could not get through it in rehearsals They kept, you know, flubbing it up. Yeah, and I was reading it fine. So finally the um, director said um, Let him just read it mm. and so I was like the one who got to read it And then after that I read that thing in front of him, and then I got to do my own little speak, you know, talk in front of them and also that same time, got to talk to like three, four hundred people. So that that was it. I mean, and and it was it was pretty cool. Um, I don't get to use the public speaking as much as I should, as I you know was trained to do. Well,
0: hey, um, we're on the podcast now. I'm
1: so. on the podcast now, but I I just you know there's time and it you know you know it, it hits me sometimes and I will in work you know all of a right. something will come up and I'll explain the story. And I, I'll feel the inflections in my voice and the stuff going up yeah. and down. Like, oh, shit, dude, you're preaching. So <laughs> well, as
0: someone who's been coached by you, um, <clears throat> I could say that, that this all makes a lot more sense now that I have been coached and raised by you. Um, it definitely it definitely hits sometimes. But, you know, I, I do have other questions for you. Okay. But I feel like we can't not circle back to how... You, do you finally be nice to mom? Like, oh, where, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know so, what I mean? Because well, uh, now you've ghosted her twice. We're, we're married. So <laughs> obviously, obviously. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, at what point no, well, so, did you so, go back?
1: So, so, um, well, this was kind of sneaky. So, anyhow, your mom <laughs> your mom says, hey, you know, i really like you to come and speak to the San Jose City College Marketing Club because you're mm-hmm. out of the program. You've gone through all this stuff. And so I say to her, well, um, can we get together and you tell me something oh, about wow. about the the club and what's going on because I don't have a feeling for it and I don't have all this kind of stuff and I don't know what I'm gonna do and uh, so anyhow we well, we, we, game. Set up, we set up a thing right <laughs> so that we can meet and then you know your mom's giving me all the stuff or you know <laughs> deep down I I knew what I was going to say. I already had the speech in my mind because I've done it so many times. Wow! But but anyhow, we got to meet, and then um, you know, ended up uh, dating, and you know, well, you know, I got made, you, got you, Jillian, made a meal. miracle. Yeah,
0: <laughs> one one miracle, one You know,
1: I meant you. <laughs> One other, one other
0: guy, one other gal.
1: So, wow. So, okay. So, so, so you know, know right, take so.
0: notes. Single men listening to the podcast. Um, I'm also available, but. Um, <laughs> But, you know, lying your way into a date. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend the whole double ghost situation. Still don't understand how that happened for you. But good job. But, yeah, that's that's pretty funny. But um, so you ended up in sales, actually, which isn't too far off of marketing. No. no right.
1: No. It, it was a big part of the. Uh, the curriculum at San Jose City College was sales.
0: Yeah. So. But what a lot of people find so interesting is that you work in sales for an alcohol company. Yes. But you are very many years sober. You don't drink. Yes. So <laughs> does that come with its own challenges? Or are you just kind of used to it? Or like why, I guess, I guess how do you do it and why not leave the industry? <laughs>
1: Well, not that any of the
0: Southern people are listening. I'm not trying yeah. to get you fired or anything. No. I'm
1: just... Um, no. It, it, um, and, and at this point, it's it's very, very easy. It's right. Not, um, there's several things about um, sales. Um, and most people fall back on features and benefits and sales. Now, right. I don't know if you knew that I taught sales at San Jose City College for two years. Um, so... <laughs> He's a teacher too, you guys. <laughs> so, um, so features and benefits are the main thing. And that's, you know, when you have a product, um, you know, like this microphone, you'd tell, you know, hey, this microphone is good. You know, um, it picks up your voice from wherever you're at. And therefore, that's the benefit. That's the, the features picking up. The benefit is that it's going to record well. All right. Okay. So feature benefit, feature benefit. Um, so I do taste... Um, a lot of the products in our meetings so I can have an idea, kind of taste for it. But I look at selling liquor or wine mm-hmm. as if I was selling shirts to a retailer that was a shirt outlet. Right. It's just another product to me. Right. And so I identify my buyers as they have about the same amount of knowledge as I have. Right. Um, there's a couple of people that are a little bit higher in knowledge. And if they need more stuff, I you know, tell them, oh, I can look that up and get it for you. Right, right. But, you know, I go in and my thing is I'm trying to get them the best... For the product that they want, I'm trying mm-hmm. to get them the best price for the least amount of cases so that they can sell it at a high margin and make money so that their family can live. Right. Right? That's my whole thing. And, right. Um, so I... I you know they don't care if i could tell them that it grew on the south side of a sonoma facing mountain and right. therefore the you know with the water drip irrigation that came running down off the mountain it was able to give get a better yield of grapes right that they don't really care about they care about what's it going to cost me how fast can i turn it around and sell it so that's the different part of this selling that I am now. Okay. I was a little nervous when I first started back in the industry. Right. And not, you know, not drinking alcohol. That might be a problem. Yeah. But when I first went back and started working for this beer company, it was pretty funny. I go back and, you know, my father was um, basically my manager. Right. And, and the, the the group that I went to work for, my father was also the closest to me in age. Huh. most all the other guys had been around for years, and they were all old, right? Right. And in, so um, I told my dad, I said, do you think it's going to be a problem that I don't drink alcohol? And he's all, well, it's not a problem for him or him or him or him. None of these guys drink anymore. So, oh, wow. <laughs> so I was like, going, oh, okay. Okay, so, so
0: you kind of had people yeah, around so that then were I knew, going yeah, to be similar. So, yeah,
1: so, yeah. so I, I just treat... <laughs> The product of alcohol the same way I would treat selling a product of a car or selling, yeah. you know, the shirt or selling something like that. And so, yeah, it hasn't been a problem.
0: Well, let me ask you this. This wasn't one of your screened questions. Mm-hmm. Um, which celebrity alcohol do you th- has been the easiest to sell?
1: Well, that's a trick question. Okay. Because E40... In the, um, I knew he. I <laughs> wanted him to come up
0: because he is our favorite to talk
1: about. E40 Earl was,
0: Stevens Collection Mango yeah. Moscato. Is that one even on the? Does he yeah, still yeah, make yeah. that
1: one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he makes a bunch of other stuff. But anyhow, because he's from the area and because he has such a strong following in the area, um, when he comes out with a new product and stuff like that, it's you know he's got people going knocking oh, on incredible. liquor store doors to go get it. Um, now. Outside of this area, it stuff doesn't move that well. Yeah. So, actually, I don't, I have, we carry the product, um, but it's, um, it's with another part of our division, but, uh, oh, God, what's his name? The Ciroc Vodka. Now, I can't think, is it Jay-Z or is it? P. Diddy, which one of
0: those? I think it's P. P.
1: Diddy, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but
0: anyhow. Or is it 50 Cent?
1: No, 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 50 Cent. Which
0: 50, one's his?
1: 50, 50 Cent and F and Vodka, and he came out with this Brandolin um, Cognac that's, you know. Cognac, sorry, yeah, that's what I was yeah, thinking yeah. of. So 50 Cent, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but um, P. Diddy, he's done very well, and his stuff is pretty easy to sell. Um, and now, But now, it's The Rock. The Rock came oh, out with a right. tequila, Terramana. That's on fire. Yeah, I mean that, and you know, I mean George Clooney. George Clooney had Casamigos, um, that um, did fit really well. I mean yeah. George Clooney was able to sell it and make a lot of money, and a lot of people that inspired a lot of others to get into the field. But that, people have been celebrities have been in the liquor business for 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 eons. Right, you know? right, right. I mean, you know, just forever, and um, you know, but but. And for me in this area, it's E forty, you know. Right. <laughs>
0: so. Well, it makes sense. I feel like we get very hyped for for all of his. Oh yeah. You know, maybe one yeah. someday he'll listen to this podcast and he'll you know yeah he'll invite us to a sponsor game or yeah something. sit right behind home plate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: you
0: know. Well, you know, since since I got us magically into the my favorite subject of celebrity, I think a shared. Favorite subject of ours, you know, mm-hmm. because what people may not know about you also is that when I did, you know, morning radio, there were times where you would text me a celebrity story that I didn't even know was going on, and, and I'd have to be like, "Oh, Dre, we got it, we got an incoming text for my dad. You know, Kendall Jenner is off the radar. You know, doing something crazy." So, did you always like? follow celebrity gossip or you just happen to have a kid that got into it so you did?
1: Um, I, I've always been into pop culture. Mm -hmm. You know, following what's kind of going on and, um, seeing what the crazy people, you know, celebrities were doing and stuff like that. But, um, it was kind of just like, you know, I would pay attention to it. It was a little side thing. Just, right. You know, just, well, if we go back to the DECA thing and speaking. Yeah. That also gave you something that you could relate to high school students with. Oh, it you. right, right. Something that was happening with some sign of celebrity at that point. You could drop right. that in there and, and you know, they'd eh, you go wild and stuff like that. Right. So that that was the start of kind of following that type of thing. But it really picked up once, once you got on air with Dre and... Um, Right. And you were doing that little bit and I could, you know, things would pop up and, you know. that I'd be Celebrity
0: following. sleaze, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I would send you
1: stuff and things like that. But I I, I get a kick out of, you know, the celebs. <laughs> they're, just, they're too much.
0: I know. know. I know. <laughs> you know, I, I forgot to mention something while we we're talking about DECA that I always think is funny to bring up because I, I don't think it's any. I'm, I haven't seen it in any colleges, just high
1: school now. Um, I think, well, they changed the name. That was something that um, the group Yeah, that what I does was,
0: DECA stand for? Do you remember? Because well, de- well, I don't.
1: DECA stands for Distributive Education Clubs of America. Oh. And it was high school division, a junior collegiate division, and a college division.
0: hmm
1: And when um, the year that I ran for national office, uh, we also put in a proposal at that time to change the name from Junior Collegiate, de- de- um, junior collegiate DECA to Delta Epsilon Chi. Oh. So we gave it some, so it got approved, and we were the first officers that were under the Delta Epsilon Chi um, banner. Were you frat bros. Well, no, but that that what that did though, the was,
0: ghosting makes a lot more sense <laughs> now and the groupie <laughs> training. It's all really coming together for me. So, so what that
1: did though was it 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 opened more doors to different colleges that we could go in because it was a fraternal organization oh, like, and it, it had okay. the Greek letters and things like that. So you won't find deca on a college campus mm. you'll find delta epsilon chi or your college deca i think changed its name also i don't know what it is that's why you don't see it it's okay there. okay it's that there makes you sense. just don't see it
0: well for anyone listening that's i hope you're not listening if you're in middle school <laughs> this is not the podcast for you please turn it off um but you know in high school it was a thing and so when my sister being two years older than me you know Frequent podcast, probably listening right now, rolling over. Um, when she did Decca, you know, it was like this big thing that you and mom were Decca kid, people, Decca romance. That made us Decca prodigies. So well, now,
1: and, and you ought to have to add that I was a national officer, but your mom was a national winner. Yeah, yeah, we had to winner. hype her so up a little bit more. I called society. her a groupie, so I don't want her to, like, <laughs> she ground <was> in, me. <laughs> in DECA, what they do is they have um, competitions, a different marketing type of competitions, uh, different fields, uh, fashion merchandising, retail, uh, advertising, things like that. And you compete. You compete, yeah. you compete locally, you compete at the state, and you compete nationally. And um, I never... I, I did win once at the state, but I never won anything nationally. Right. But your mom had gone on, and she was a national winner. Yeah. And um, she's very so, so, but I was a national VP, and she was a national winner. And so, needless to say,
0: we're talking about the fucking prom <laughs> king and queen of DECA, okay? And now they have two kids. Right. And Merlin, Mrs. Merlin, DECA teachers got her eyes wide open because she's like, here we go. We got the winners. Like, Livermore is going to be put on the map for DECA, right? Right. Now, one of us did that. <clears throat> <Yes>. And <laughs> it might surprise everyone. Not really. I don't know. No. To find out that only one of us was very successful and that was Jillian and Jillian was so good at it right so now okay I just have to paint this picture we've got mom national winner dad national god you know needs some groupies Jillian went won a bunch of shit traveled mm-hmm. around like mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I come rolling in <laughs> like hot shit I get, like, asked to be the president before I'd even been in the... I was a junior. You could only be in it junior and senior year. I mean, in my defense, I did get Crohn's disease at the time. But, oh, my God, I couldn't win shit. And it was so embarrassing. Like, (laughs) you can tell me now it's been years. How disappointed was everybody? Oh, no, no, no. no. I mean, granted, I do have the advantage that I got. I got very sick. But if we (laughs) remove that part because it's not fun... We're talking family of prodigies and I'm just like trying to make, build my own really bad
1: presentation. Just to throw another family prodigy in there, your grandfather, oh. Tom Sleek, was the president of the marketing board I can't have also. that
0: anymore. <laughs> I can't. There's a picture of him up right behind you and I feel like he's staring at me now.
1: <laughs> so, so no, there was no, there was no disappointment. It's not, it's not um, for everybody, but, you know, you Well, uh,
0: well, well. Hold up. Okay. I did win, eventually. Okay. I do go on. I feel like this is my Rudy <laughs> story. I do go on, and I win my senior year, ironically, now, in food beverage marketing. Yeah. See? Yeah. So there eventually win. Well, you did point out a good point that I am going to hype myself up, that I am the only one who ended up in marketing. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> Mrs. Merlin, if you're listening, <laughs> yes.
1: I still a- did it. <laughs> That is, that is, that is, Although tremendous. we don't
0: know what, what Jillian will do. It's just like very funny yeah. kind of story because, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's the first. I think it's what prepared me to kind of be like a third wheel. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I just, you're like used to being around people that are successful and you're just not.
1: <laughs> How could it sound like we sat around in deck of blazers and had, you know, <laughs> deck of theme music on the background?
0: Okay, but I'm just saying everyone else had groupie training <laughs> and here I am trying so hard to be a celebrity. I'm the only one
1: give me the training (laughs) I won't even charge it maybe I I should make tapes and I can sell them to Eloy and you maybe
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god okay well I want to go back to celebrities because I've been dying to have you on because I mean I already know because you made me screen your questions about your I'm sorry what moment
1: Oh, we're there already. Unless you
0: changed it. We are there, you know, but um, I would love for you to tell the
1: fans. So, so I don't have, I personally don't have an I'm sorry what moment. I, right. I, just, I probably do, but, you know, I just can't remember it. What's so not your
0: daughter. You send your,
1: your youngest yeah. to be a prodigy and she
0: couldn't do shit. And it's like, right, yeah. I'm sorry what? We built the stage for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be a little too personal. I don't want <laughs> you to cry on the radio. So, anyhow, um, my 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 I'm sorry what moment goes back to some of the favorite celebrities, especially in this family. Yeah. Um, the Kardashian family.
0: Yeah, big fans here. Big, big fans, fans of the
1: Kardashian family. And it was, um, I believe it was Kim's birthday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Kim's birthday. And Kanye... Stepped up to become Kanye of all time by gifting Kim a, um, oh God, I can't think of what it was called. Holograph. A hologram graph of her dad, Robert Kardashian, friend of, who, who's, friend of OJ's. Who, who's <laughs> who's dead, been dead, in
0: case even under a rock. Yeah. Robert
1: Kardashian's been dead for years. And in front of the whole family, um Kendall Kim, I don't know who else was there, but I Good know that your favorites. I know that Chris Jenner was there. And in walks this hologram of Robert Kardashian. I don't know if he was singing happy Birthday to Kim or Kanye sang or what but anyhow, this thing comes at this birthday party, right? And my I'm sorry what moment came from Chris Jenner. After that happens, someone's interviewing her. And she says, "Well, Kanye meant it from his heart, and it felt good, and we all loved it, and it was all we're all supportive." And I'm sitting there going, "I'm I'm sorry, sister. What? Because <laughs> I don't care who you are, if your ex dead husband shows up as a hologram, right, for your daughter's birthday because her husband buys this damn thing." You are not sitting there going, oh, it was a lovely gesture.
0: Well, and let's yeah. not forget the most important part where Kanye makes him say, your husband's a genius. <laughs> you're, oh, you're marrying the best man. Yes. Like, I mean, yes, obviously I we see how that ended up now that yeah. they are divorced. But, but. but the
1: thing that got me was was Chris... You could tell that she did not want to say something to upset Kanye because she knew that this little bitch would go off the well, right, might go postal or something, right? He, start, well, he does. Yeah. And start shooting a Robert Kardashian right. hologram, and that just cracked me up because I know deep down inside, I don't care what she says. She was pissed off and she was upset. There's, I'm, yeah, I'm there's sorry, no I'm sorry. There is no way that she she when when she was sitting there with her glass of wine. And, you know, try to be all cool. <laughs> and God, I mean, and he, she must have walked out that night. Uh, yeah, so th- that to me is my oh, sorry what moment. I just, I don't care. There's no way Chris Jenner took that with, uh, you know, oh, that was such a lovely gesture. Just,
0: no, oh, love- it is one of, <laughs> I mean, the Kardashians pretty much of my generation have some of the most iconic um, celebrity gossip moments of all time.
1: Well, you could you have know, just, Chris didn't want to. Get the guy upset. I mean, Jesus Christ! He got all mad at Taylor Swift just because she won an award. Girl, I get it. I get it. I he's hear you. We're Swifties here. He's gonna jump up there and take the microphone from her. <laughs> you know, who I'm knows surprised what he, he didn't do. take the
0: microphone from him, the
1: own <laughs> hologram. You know, <laughs> maybe he practiced Robert's voice and just was, you know, doing it. it was I would not be voice.
0: surprised.
1: So that though. No. I'm sorry, man. So
0: <laughs> there's no way. I don't. I mean, so this is a note. For my future <laughs> husband. Oh, no. If you decide to bring a hologram back of my dad, he will haunt you.
1: <laughs> no, no. No way, man. <laughs> well, you know, he could bring me back. What I don't want is Trisha going, oh, that was a lovely gesture. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. Well, how thoughtful. You know, Kanye really thought this through, you know. <laughs> it's oh, like, my no, God. No, no, no. I can't. You
0: know, no, I'm hoping now that they're divorced. At some point, someone comes out on an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians and was like, "You know, it was so fucked."
1: <laughs> like, I hope we get the truth. Yeah, well, maybe we can. Yeah, maybe we'll text them. Oh, we'll, we'll Twitter them or something. I, and say, I mean, yo, Chris.
0: I mean, tell you guys, me again about
1: that Robert showing up as a hologram.
0: You know, Chris, being a momager, I'm sure you guys got the same groupie training. Oh yeah. So I'm sure if you just <laughs> called your people, they could definitely get you connected. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, I think I've, I think I've got a few years on Chris, so I'm, um, she you think have- so? I don't know. Well, probably not. Maybe not well, really. Yeah, she's she's had all that medical work and shit, you know. I things. don't know.
0: I'm really bad with ages. I, I had the problem of continually telling people mom was like thirty five or forty and yeah, well, she told me I had she, to stop. She
1: trained it trained you to say that. Well she
0: looks good. <laughs> she, she looks good. I'm afraid a, I'm gonna get yeah. your genes and not hers and I'm gonna be screwed. I no, no, no. No, I'm now, just, now, now, just kidding. Now. You look good too. Right you look right
1: good now. too. I, I did have two grandmothers that made it to the century mark. That's very true. <laughs> so. That is very
0: true. Yes.
1: Yeah. Oh man, that was cool. That uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that Chris was great. Jenner. Chris
0: Jenner. Yeah, she did not disappoint.
1: Well, and, and the problem is, is I would just love to run into her somewhere and say, "Kanye, Chris, man, tell me, you, know? you mean you've had a few drinks in you now. That gift from Kanye would run." Away.
0: You know she called someone. She pulled someone in the bathroom for sure. Oh heck yeah! She was like, "I got oh, gotta pee, <laughs> yeah. gotta shit. I don't know something." She was like, "Get me out of here!" And yeah. then it's um, that interview she does too. Is so creepy. You almost feel like Kanye's standing right behind her. You do
1: because she's do. like because she she was so careful with her words. Yeah, and you know deep down inside, she just wanted to go off. And yeah. And she, you know, and she should have, if she'd have been listening to this podcast years ago, she would have said, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to bring my nigga know?" So, anyhow. Oh, my gosh. My, sorry, what? I wish I had one about me, but I don't. Sorry. No,
0: that one's really, that one's really good. And this mm-hmm. is a, a celebrity hybrid yeah. podcast, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, uh, you know,
1: I, 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 it's not as good as Ben's, you know, going off on the um the Geico lady or who the hell. Flo. Flo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Poor ass Flo just trying to make a living. Here's Ben. Well, I went and got Gecko insurance because, you know, I don't want to have dust with Flo. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, Ben. You know? The lady, yeah. She's making a living. But anyhow, that was, you know. Our, our, our And also Natalie had the the people beating her up in the car or wanting to beat up the lady and all that kind of stuff. That was crazy.
0: No, they were good. No, you they know. haven't disappointed us you know, one that
1: either. I like that one because... I've met Natalie, and I know that she's only 4'9". Yeah,
0: right, <laughs> so, right, right, so, yes. So. Then we should have brought up how short she was when, when we tell that story because, yeah, she's she's tiny, so, um, but she's scrappy.
1: Well, yeah, I think, I think she would have taken the No, I think she would have for sure. Yeah, like yeah, what, 70-year-old lady with groceries? <laughs> yeah, I think she could have taken it. <laughs>
0: I don't know. The lady had anger problems. Got to add that shit in. You know what yeah, I mean? Oh
1: yeah, that's true. There was issues. Can't was can't
0: issues. mess with a burn burn woman. You know. No. <laughs> well, this was amazing. I mean, really? you were worth the wait. <laughs> you
1: gotta be. Good.
0: I guess. <laughs> I guess. You know. I don't know. We'll find out. Well, you know, I mean, I just think it was really interesting, you know, I think that we told your story, but I think there was a lot of, you know, kind of important messages weaved in there about, you know, you you didn't know what you were going to do, you found something you love, you know, and then something else didn't work out, but then that led to something. So, you know, this also wasn't on your rider here, but as someone who's personally benefited from your advice throughout the year... You know, do you have some some wise dad words, some dad advice for the listeners out there? It might be
1: a dadism, a dadism,
0: <laughs> if you would, yeah, a dadism for the people.
1: Ah man, well, when all else fails, I always fall back on um, uh, Bob Marley. Ah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Me and John Walthall, man, we, mm-hmm. we bonded over Bob Marley, but you know, um, don't worry, you know everything will work out fine. You know, like Bob Marley saying, you know, I know that's not the exact quote, but you know, I, I, I always have believed that, you know, um, as long as you feel like you're on the right path, you're doing what you want to do, things will work out. Things will work out for you. It might not happen today, tomorrow, but it's going to happen sometime down the line and you're going to get whatever you want. And, you know, you just got to keep at it, you know? And, um, you know, that would have cost you money years ago. No, no shit. I mean, I'm
0: a little worried it was really good advice. I'm afraid your manager is going to come for me. I mean, I learned something really important today myself about groupie training. Um, I'm sorry. I know I brought it up a lot, and I'm going to have to edit some of it out because it just was so shocking to me um, to hear. But, you know, I mean.
1: Well. It was shocking to go through at the time, not thinking, "What the heck are they talking about?" <laughs> you know? Right. And then all you, <laughs> you get out there, and the funny thing about it was, it was true. Yeah. What they told you was true—that these people, these kids, will just start coming up to you and start, you know, grabbing at your arms and want to talk to you, and want to be around you, and you were like, going, holy." Crap, well, it makes sense because
0: they're trying to further their career. I mean, yeah. No yeah. one, no one joins a marketing club unless you're trying to like be something, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: But me was just to try to prove to you guys I wasn't shit and it didn't fucking work out. But, I mean, it's like... No, I mean, that wasn't like the cool kids hang. You know what I mean? It's not like I was hanging with the popular kids in DECA. So, like, little if they would have known they were going to get training and everything and be at celebrity status, maybe, maybe they would have. told
1: you that story earlier, you would have really worked your butt off. I, I feel like,
0: yeah. I don't know. When you guys were encouraging me to keep going, I don't know why no one was like... This is going to be a first taste of fame, you know?
1: Actually, why are you doing this? Well, I understand there's groupie training, and I'm going to need that. So. Yeah,
0: the, the spotlight alone. All you would have had to be like, well, if you go on stage, there's going to be a spotlight on you. The spotlight you know?
1: was, was tremendous, you know?
0: Yeah. I'm so, Well, I'm glad that some of that uh, passed on to me. So I feel like we've learned, you know, the speaking came from you. And, you know, the borderline cockiness a little bit uh, came from you. We're going to go with mom for the humble part. She really <laughs> came in on that one for me. But, you know, this is, um, you know, the end of the podcast where I like to hype my guest up before you leave me. Um,
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe sometime I'll come back and talk to you about being on TV. Yeah. <laughs> but- <laughs>
0: I, I mean, I'll have to book you out. So maybe six months from now, you can come up. I'll really prepare all my questions. Yes, please. I'll have to talk to Chris Jenner, apparently. She's booking you now. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, overall, this podcast would not exist if I was not your daughter. Oh. You know, um, all of my ridiculous dreams, everything, everything. Um, you know, you and mom really gave me the world and let me be exactly who I wanted to be. And I hope that everybody out there has that experience. I know that they don't, but happy to lend dad-isms to my listeners when needed it. But um, I can never thank you enough for, for being my hero and best friend. jeez. Oh, loving my friends as if they're you know your besties i'm sure ryan schmidt's gonna listen to this podcast you know i right. <laughs> not sure if i'm gonna get the rest of them but <laughs> like, you know um but, yeah, you don't know yeah. think
1: Julia will give a listen?
0: Julia already listened. She's she's loyal. She's loyal, but she'll listen for it's sure. trying to
1: get Ryan. That's the goal. We're trying to get to Ryan. If I get Ryan and Ben to listen, and I'm...
0: Ben, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Gotta gotta love the... I can't get a man, so we have to love my friend's men. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, you can follow my dad on all social media platforms. <laughs> John Florence, sixty-one. Um, his Instagram profile picture is my favorite because I set up your gram.
1: I didn't have an Instagram profile picture.
0: Yeah, it's our selfie. <laughs> it's our first selfie we've ever done. <laughs> I think you can see mostly me, <laughs> but it's a good one.
1: <laughs> I didn't even know I had that.
0: <laughs> well, I'm gonna. We're gonna go. I'm gonna teach him the ways of his Instagram profile. We just set up Apple TV, so I feel like we're on a good hype right now. <laughs> But thank you so much for coming on this podcast. This is the best. I wanted to have you on because I knew you were going to be great. I think you're hilarious, but don't let it go to your head.
1: I I really can't believe there's no cookies, but...
0: That's on mom. Well, it's on
1: mom. You're the the person. Yeah, but I I live here now. I was in your green room.
0: I know, but this is our... We're actually in my mom's zen room. So um, we're lucky that the cats haven't come in and tried to take a shit. You know what I mean? Like... When I have you back, we'll discuss um, what it's like to live with two cats when you don't like animals, you know. Right. But, um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And um, thank you all for listening. Oh, sorry, did you have any last words? No, no. Don't want to cut you off before the spotlight goes down. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Please do not forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Um, obviously, this is my dream job. It's my dad's dream for me to be famous. He didn't say that, but I just feel like it's implied. So um, please help support this podcast so I can buy the cats their own home and they will not bother my dad anymore. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye.